Hey everyone, it's Neil with the Dashley Gentleman. Tonight we're going to do a recap of the week. And with me I have Frank. Say hi, Frank. Hello. And also Kyle. Say hi, Kyle. Hello, all. So what's going on this week in sports, Kyle? Well, we're just going to start it right off with sports. All right, so not a whole lot, actually. Uh, the top trending stuff right now is um, NFL preseason. NFL preseason uh, with Colin Kaepernick and two of the big stories, Colin Kaepernick and Tony Romo. Uh, Colin Kaepernick chooses not to stand for stand up for the national anthem, while Tony Romo can't stand up for the national anthem. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Let's dive right into these two stories. Colin Kaepernick chooses not to stand up for the national anthem because of how America treats minorities. What does that even mean? He feels that they are mistreated and he cannot stand for a country that mistreats the minorities. Dude, every- you should go to a country where they mistreat minorities on a regular basis and it's part of their constitution, China. That happens yeah. all over the fucking world. <laughs> right, I mean, but at least America actually, like, you know, makes an effort to to include these minorities in everything. And really, they don't, you know, they have they have the same rights as everyone else, really. You know? I mean, there's, okay, there's definitely a problem with, with, uh, the treatment of certain minorities in this country. I'm not going to lie. But it's not because of the American flag. It's not because of our government. It's because of hatred. Hatred has been basically bred into society. And it's continuing to be bred into society because we can't fucking stop the cycle. That has nothing to do with you know what america and what america stands for it's just human fucking nature if anything it's actually the the antithesis of what america stands for so really he should be standing up for what america actually stands for you know because Absolutely. like that that is what it that's what it's all about is is the inclusion of all all races religions etc under a unified banner for the progression of all so him saying that he won't stand for the country or the anthem or the anthem that supports the country is like saying i really want to be stuck in this backwater time where people are treated unfairly because of the color of their skin boom i love racism is what he's saying i want that i want to keep that going i definitely feel that him not standing and not respecting the national anthem is going to cause more turmoil than than good oh yeah absolutely as he signs his fucking giant million dollar checks yeah, this is the same country that allows him to accept those million-dollar, multi-million-dollar checks for his subpar performance on the football field. He's not good. He's terrible. No, he's for, really bad. He's 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 absolutely garbage. And and, we should put this in perspective, like with another country that you know, you have another country that if he if he chose not to to honor the flag anthem or whatever, they'd probably shoot him to death. They'd be like, you know, oh, you don't like the North Korean national anthem? Come here for a minute. We want to talk to you outside. We need a new, I don't know what he plays. Quarterback. Quarterback. Oh, okay. We need a new quarterback. He's we need a new up. thrower. He's basically a team captain. Yeah. I just, uh, I can't support anything about this. 
on any level. Uh, in the United States, you're allowed a freedom of speech. I get that. But when you sign to a team in the NFL and your NFL jersey has an American flag on it, and then at that point you choose not to honor our nation's colors, that's, that's going to cause more turmoil than anything else, period. I don't mm-hmm. care what your views are or what you're saying. You're going to piss people off. And not only that, I mean, this, is, this goes back to pretty much anybody that decides to use the NFL as a platform. These people that, that play in the NFL, it's their fucking jobs. They're going to work. To, oh, they're playing a game, but they're going to work and they're putting in the hours. They're clocking in and clocking out. Well, they're on salary, but whatever. But, right. I mean, they're on the job. They're representing the NFL. You know, I mean, you can't, in good conscience, like, go against everything your company stands for and not expect to be fucking fired and disavowed by your company. I mean, if you were just, you know, on the off-season or going about off the clock and deciding to do your thing, even then, I mean, you're still kind of a celebrity. And... It's gonna bite you in the ass, regardless of whether you're doing it on the NFL's hours or not. But the fact that he did it on the NFL soapbox, yeah, he should be fired. <laughs> do, do you I, think I that like? Do you think that like the NFL from this would go forward with, uh, let's say, because you would think that like like you said, because they're representing they're representative of the NFL brand. So do you think that like going forward when signing or re-signing contracts, the NFL could conceivably put within their contract that you must adhere to their uh, their terms of etiquette? And the terms of etiquette, including but not limited to standing whenever the national anthem is played, etc. And if you don't, simply not paying you for that game. I'll put it this way. The NFL is looked down upon from its players in almost every aspect. I just read a... This is probably something that we should talk about. Uh, I just read an article about how there's going to be a lockout in the next couple of years because no matter what the NFL comes out and states, nobody, the players, the fans, anybody that's involved can trust them in what they say because it's such a corrupt system. And it's, it starts with Roger Goodell, which, who, who is the commissioner, and it just trickles down from there. So uh, if any rule comes out by the NFL, it's automatically going to be frowned upon from players, coaches, uh, teams all around the National Football League. And that's just the way it is right now. You, nobody respects them because you look at the different cases that they have to deal with. Okay, They just found out that this punter from one of these teams has been beating the crap out of his wife and they know it, they know it's been about 22 different times he got a one game suspension okay uh you look back at the whole ray rice when he beat beat his girlfriend in an elevator the guy got kicked out of the nfl how now how can you sit here and say okay we saw ray rice do it once but this guy is alleged to do it 22 times. He's going to get a one-game suspension, but Ray Rice gets kicked out of the league. Yeah. Like, that's... That it's bullshit. asinine. Yeah. It's asinine. You can't... The way that they present themselves and the way that they 
take care of certain situations is is appalling. And there's a reason that these players don't care for the league anymore. Right. The only reason that they support it is because that's the only way that they're going to make millions upon millions. Right. So they deal with the bullshit. I'm really surprised that they have not... I'm really surprised that a, a few select players have not started their own league. And I'm talking like, you know... Somebody on a, a high caliber, like a Michael Jordan, you know what I mean? Somebody that is just so far above the game. It'd be one of those characters, one of those people to just break out from the pack and say, hey, you know what? I'm going to form my own league. This is what it's going to be called. We're going to do things differently over here. We're not going to have a Roger Goodell running our organization, and we're going to treat people fair. Yeah, we might not pay as much, but and I it would take a couple of years to get up off the off the floor and, and get up and running. But I honestly believe that with Roger Goodell at the helm, you will always have a corrupt system in the NFL. It's bad enough. He's got his plate full. I get it. You know, having to deal with the drugs, the you know, there's all kinds of stuff that is on his plate and he's the one that has to basically come up with what penalties should be assessed. Okay. I don't feel that he has done a good job. I don't feel that he's done a fair job. I think it's been absolute garbage the way that he's run that organization. Sure. And the players are, they feel the same way. The coaches feel the same way. The team owners feel the same way. So until you get somebody in there that will run the league the way it needs to be ran, you're going to have resentment from all angles. Well, sure. Absolutely. And it's funny that you say that because, I mean, as corrupt as the NFL is, I mean, compare that to the world uh, soccer or world football league whatever you call it um they're 10 times worse <laughs> uh the whole thing with set bladder that went down um him getting basically kicked out as commissioner uh for what was it 90 days or something like that um because they were they were doing everything everything based on money and it was blatantly obvious like they were uh they were trying to find out where the next world cup was going to be held and they pulled a they do the whole ceremonial, pull the name out of the hat uh, to find out which country they're going to go to. And everybody knew exactly which country they were going to go to before he even pulled it out because it was the one offering the most money at the time. And sure enough, boom, pulled it out. Surprise! You know? Yeah. Wow, that's horrible. Yeah. You want to switch over to this Tony Romo story? Yeah, let's do Tony Romo. Okay, so Tony Romo and the Dallas Cowboys in week three of uh, preseason went against the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, for those of you that don't know who Tony Romo is, that is the Dallas Cowboys quarterback. He has been since probably 2007, 2008. Um, but uh, they just had a preseason. It was the third snap of the third preseason game. And so you're in the first quarter. There's only a minute ran off the clock. 
And uh, he went to go slide. He uh, didn't have any options available down the field to throw. So he ran out probably about four or five yards, and then he went to go into a quarterback slide. And when the quarterback slides, at that point, a defender, all he has to do is touch him with a, like one or two hands, and he's considered down. Sure. One of the linebackers from the Minnesota Vikings decided to, while Tony Romo was in the sliding formation, he wasn't completely down. But one of the Minnesota Vikings linebackers decided to come up from behind him and fold him over frontwards like a pretzel. Uh, real quick, Tony Romo's medical history. In 2008, sprained finger on his right hand. He missed two, two games. His shoulder injury in 2010, uh, sprained his shoulder, missed uh, the remaining 10 games of the season. Another hand injury in 2011, suffered a uh, severely bruised hand, left the game. 2013, he uh, ended up having a herniated disc that he had to have surgery to repair the disc. Uh, 2014 was the uh, fracture in his back, had to have surgery on that. And last year, in 2015, uh, he ended up fracturing his collarbone, and he was out for the rest of the season from week 10. This guy has been completely destroyed. Okay, he's 36, 37 years old. Um, you cannot, after having that many surgeries and that many injuries, he has not kept up with the speed of the game. You can't physically keep up with the speed of the game. These defenses are so fast now that... If you don't have those lightning quick reflexes like he did back in 2008, your ass is grass, and you're going you're gonna to feel it in the morning. But when you have metal in your back holding your discs together, fused, and somebody comes up behind you and folds you over like a pretzel, <laughs> as of right now, he's got a broken bone in his back, and they don't know. They were saying six to, six to eight weeks for him to come back. They're actually thinking about him coming back, too. That, that just blows my mind. He's more no, machine now not, than man. They are <laughs> yeah, not right? thinking. They are not thinking he's going to come back. Jerry Jones is forcing him to come back. Because uh-huh. you have Jerry Jones saying, we pay, we pay $19 million for this boy. As soon as he's healthy, he's going to be our starting quarterback. He's going to take us to the promised land. That's your Jerry Jones. Like they did for the last four years? Yes. This guy <laughs> is broken. And it sucks because he was a great quarterback at one point, but he he cannot physically keep up with what he has to what he has to do. Their saving grace, Dallas's saving grace, is they picked up a rookie. His name's Dak Prescott. If you haven't seen anything on this kid, go look up some replay footage. This kid is amazing, and I hope I hope he is ready for the NFL. Because what they were going to do with him was sit him down, let him watch Romo this season, and say, okay, in a couple of years when Romo retires, let's get Dak in there and, and get him ready. He doesn't have a choice now. Dak is getting <laughs> thrown in week one, and he will be starting this season. Because, Send him to the front. Because Romo is out. And you know what? I'm happy for him because you ask any quarterback whether they want to sit the bench I'm going to go in on uh, Monday morning and watch film, or do you want to get out on the football field and go in and watch film on Monday morning? 
every quarterback's going to say, I want to be playing. I want to be the guy out there, especially the Dallas Cowboys, America's team. I want to be out there. I want to be the starting quarterback. Now, I don't like how it happened, but I hope that kid comes out swinging. And I hope he, I hope he blows everybody's doors off because he's done great in preseason. I'm, uh, I'm watching highlights of this game uh, where uh, Romo got injured, and that, that kid's pretty good. I'm, I'm, you know, he's, he's, he's throwing some, he's doing some good throwing, you know, throwing some good throwers. <laughs> he's got to look. Shut up! I'm trying. Okay, but I, I don't know. Like, okay, so yeah. He's got a he's cannon fat. for an arm. He's and fat. his his lower half, his lower body. He is a mobile quarterback, but his legs are thick. Now Russell Wilson, a couple weeks, uh, a couple years back, Russell Wilson would um, he would strictly go into the workout room and just work legs because he was a, a mobile quarterback. Because what I'm not going to say who started it, but who was a prime example of this, was Michael Vick. Michael Vick was a a mobile quarterback. He liked to roll out of the pocket. He liked to take off. The problem with Michael Vick was he wasn't built for it. So he was getting injured. He had broken ribs, broken, you know, he had leg injuries all the time because he wasn't big enough to take the hits from these guys. Russell Wilson, he's a mobile quarterback. You take, he he, uh, works out his legs all the time and he's quick he's very fast Dak Prescott that guy from the from the waist down looks like a running back I mean he is he's stacked and he's a big kid he is very fast he throws the ball quickly oh I should and pick he, him up he runs the things I should pick him up in my fantasy league I would you telling me as a second well, as a not a starter but as a backup Pick him up and see what he does this season. Isn't he like? Isn't he not a backup anymore? Well, for his fantasy league, you'd want somebody that's established before taking a risk on something that might not pan out. Because this is—you got to keep in mind, this kid is fresh out of college. He's. This is going to be his uh, a wake-up call, to say the very least. It's a. You know, I mean, you could have Tony Romo, who apparently seems to be built primarily out of glass. <laughs> He's got like balsa wood for bones. I just imagine hitting him probably sounds like you kicked like a big old bundle of sticks. <laughs> you know? Don't talk about Tony Romo that way, man. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> he throws the ball good, but he gets fucked up in the end. Yeah, the same true. thing happened with... uh. Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. <laughs> it's not yeah, but he was like 78, you know? Yeah, but like... <laughs> he pretty much had osteoporosis. Also, like, you know, like the people would run near him and then they would trip because the little tennis balls would come off of his walker. <laughs> and that was like his outer line of defense. He, Everyone else could tackle, but you had to two-hand touch. It didn't work that way, man. He got jacked up, man. He did get jacked up, but he did also have the, one of the best offensive lines in the league at the time, so that kind of saved him. Yeah. What did he? What I, did he say? I will be honest with you. Every Broncos game that I watched in that last season that he played, I sweated bullets because he came off of a neck injury, and he had neck surgery, 
And they told him not to play, not to go back. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to go back. One more year. All it would have took was one guy to hit him the wrong way, and he would have been paralyzed from the neck down. I guess I'm still like one of those terrible people that probably should have been born back whenever the Coliseums were popular. Because it's, every time somebody gets hit super hard, I'm like, yes! <laughs> Take him out on a stretcher. Kill him. Look, that guy's down. You should probably step on his face. You're not a nice person. We know that, though. All right, All right so what do you got this week, uh, Neil? What do you got? Well, let's talk about this week in news. Um, we've got the whole EpiPen scandal. The uh, Scandal. The uh, CEO of the company that makes the EpiPens recently increased the price of EpiPens by about 400%. Now, this kind of uh, goes alongside with... What was that one dude's name? I can't remember. Um, Skelly? Skelly? Something like that? Something like that. that. Yeah, the the guy who who raised the AIDS pill by like 5,000%. Yeah, the fucking douchebag. Yeah, they're basically doing the same thing, but the difference between that... And this is, there are a lot of fucking people with EpiPens. I mean, it, we're talking just allergies. And yeah, AIDS will kill you over time. But you can die real quick when your throat closes up because you ate some fucking shellfish, you know? And, you know, EpiPens on their own were pretty expensive as it was, but now they're like four times more expensive. That's, uh, like, okay, so, real talk. <laughs> Uh, last night, I had incredibly swollen lips from an allergic reaction. I don't know from what. I looked a lot like, uh, Don Knotts. <laughs> <laughs> you went to sleep Willem Dafoe, you woke up like Mariah Carey? <laughs> uh, pretty much. <laughs> Angelina Jolie. Angelina Jolie. <laughs> um, but, no, nah, it was, you know, it wasn't a life or death thing. But it was sure as fuck embarrassing. I didn't want to leave the house. But, I mean, like, I don't have an EpiPen. I'm sure if I had an EpiPen, it would probably help. But if I had, like, a peanut allergy or, like, a shellfish allergy or something, peanut allergies are the worst. Especially, uh, I've got a niece that has a peanut allergy that she can't even come in contact with somebody that has touched peanuts in the last few hours. Mm -hmm. Or she will fucking swell up all over and possibly die. So, yeah, she has to have an EpiPen, and she's, you know, six years old. I mean, it's tragic that you, you, you fucking take advantage of people that need this for living, you know? I, it goes alongside of my uh, my feeling on insurance and, you know, drug companies in general. It's like, you're taking advantage of life or death at this point. Uh, I, I know people say socialized medicine and all that shit is a bad thing, but when it comes to life or death, you know, charging people out the ass for something that costs you pennies to make how much are epipens how much were they and how much are they over a hundred dollars is an epi pen like a shot yeah it's like a it looks like a big old like glue stick style pen and it's got a little little you know dosage of uh epinephrine in it and you kind of just hit them with it and it hits it real quick was Um, there a cause that they said why they were raising the price? Uh, money. 
I mean, there they there was I, I don't know. I mean, I didn't read the whole story, but the the only reason to raise epinephrine shots for that I mean that that's all it is is money. You're just greedy at that point. Especially since they've been making it for years. Yeah, this is not new. Right. If, if I mean, they're... it would be one thing if it was like a you know like like they came out with a drug for cancer that that like revolutionizes medicine, and it takes like a whole bunch of it, and and it takes so much you know time effort to cultivate etc. And then so you know the price would be gauged accordingly. But then like if you're making something for years, like with Martin Shkelly or the fuck his name is a little bug-eyed motherfucker, you like you got a drug. That wasn't real expensive and was critical for treating, you know, AIDS and cancer and whatever. And then he's like, oh, well, you know, this could make a whole bunch of money. So, you know, fuck these guys. They need it. This is the only place to get it. So let's raise it, you know, 500%. You know, that's like with these EpiPens. They've been selling them for I don't know how much before, but if they're raising the price 400%. So, I mean, like, you know, they were like, what, $25 before? And now they're like 110 with tax, I assume. Some, something like that. Okay, so apparently it costs a dollar to make. An so, an I mean, pen. like, and, that's ridiculous. Uh, the company called Mylan acquired the rights to EpiPen in 1997, and at that point it became $100 per dose. And since then they've raised it 400%. So now it's about $400. Wow. $400 for a life-saving drug that you'll need at a moment's notice. It makes me wonder if it's been raised in uh, in response to to the the requirement of insurance. It's possible. I mean, because like it might fall under the purview of almost all insurances, and like because I know that for like a lot of like medications, especially stuff like that, a lot of the price is taken off if you have insurance. So like that four hundred dollars might only be like twenty bucks. But that's not really the point because you're still getting, you know, they're still getting a shitload of money from your insurance. Right. The overall price is still ridiculous. Right. And then that, like I said, that what that's what makes me hate the whole concept of health insurance is that because it exists, they they have to negotiate prices down so they can keep their costs down to drug companies and hospitals and whatnot. Yet they also have to make a money on their make money on their end. So it's a it's a battle over you know who can make you know get their cut and who can get a better cut every time the negotiations are made, and this is your health we're talking about. Right. Like it's, it's like uh, we're gonna pay the highest bidder, uh, and uh, hopefully you live through this whole process. You know, it's it's reprehensible. I I can't I can't stand the idea of health insurance. And but in case you don't live through the process, we are willing to sell you life insurance, you know, that you probably won't qualify for depending on how you die. Right. And if you do get your life insurance, that'll pay for, you know, the bills that we now have trickled down to your the rest of your family because, you know, they inherited that shit. <laughs> or just barely cover your funeral. Yeah, exactly. So funerals are ridiculously expensive. Yeah, just go ahead and uh, cremate me, put me in a Folgers can, and throw me out to sea. I'll save you some I'm going to make you into a bunch of brownies. Yay. But then you'll poop me out. <laughs> All right, so me back into the can. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that was big this week. Um, 
the other thing we got going on this week was obviously the whole election bullshit. Basically, from what I've seen, I've only really kind of paid attention to it because I'm kind of exhausted by election coverage. But over the last few weeks, uh, Donald Trump has basically been self-destructing and Hillary Clinton has been standing quietly trying not to say anything because if she says anything, she will fuck up her own campaign. So basically she's watching Trump self-destruct and kill himself off and she's just going to skate to victory. Yep. Um, Meanwhile, Gary Johnson is around the corner trying to get some steam going on in his campaign and he's actually doing a lot better than he did last cycle. He might actually take much. (laughs) Well, he needs 15%. Of the uh, of the polling votes to be able to be on stage with you know Hillary and Trump when the debate happens. So if he can get on stage, uh, he might be able to bury Trump, and he might be able to you know stand a chance against Hillary. Very unlikely, but not a chance in hell. In fact, well, I strongly disagree with that. I don't think that. I think that you know he may have facts. He may have statistics. He may have ideas and a plan. But it doesn't fucking matter. Not I, even a little. I agree. No. But there's else... two parties. There's two parties in this country. I yeah, agree. I mean, like, eh, eh, no, there's no way. I mean, I would love it. I would love to see an independent run. I would love to see an independent get it. There's no way that he's go- that they're going to, especially in this election cycle where it, they're they're not nothing is being based on facts or being based on a plan or logic. It's just being based on what I feel right now. I feel angry at people of minority and people who aren't Americans and even people who are Americans that I don't think should be Americans and and people who have money. Therefore, you know, I'm going to vote Republican. Or yeah. I think everyone should have everything, and I think that the people that don't think that are wrong, and the people that are like you know overly not my not my color are wrong, and so I'm gonna be voting Hillary. Uh, uh, stupid. Right, and that that's basically been the theme of most elections in the last three or four cycles, has been you know vote the lesser of the two evils. But this cycle has been blatantly obvious. They both suck terribly and awful. Uh, and, Histori- yeah. historically bad um, approval bad ratings, ratings. Yeah. yeah the approval ratings are just absolutely in the shitter I mean for both of them I mean it's unbelievable right 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 so I mean I fingers crossed I mean I know you guys are saying yeah it's never going to happen well everybody was all saying Trump's never going to become the Republican nominee so I said yeah. from the beginning that he would be the Republican nominee I would I, I wouldn't be surprised. I I said I wouldn't be surprised if he did just because of the horrible shit that he says. Because in, like as soon as as soon as it became less about what what people actually mean and more about just how they present it and how they say it, and it became reality TV and not an actual election, I was like, oh, America's gonna eat this shit up because they're fucking retarded. Yep, that'll be fantastic. I mean, it's gonna be a shit show from start to finish. I right. like, hope you guys brought your peanuts because you're all going to the circus. It is a shit show. <laughs> Absolutely. To sum it up, <laughs> it, it's a, it's yeah, it's a fucking circus, and it's, I mean, I know, like I said, I've said that every election cycle since I've been born that I've actually paid attention to, but <laughs> it is really bad this year. <laughs> this is the worst that I mean. This is, I mean, like I, I've I've talked to guys that are like in their seventies, and they're like, I've never seen it this bad. It's never been this bad ever. 
this is the worst. Like, yay, my generation, go. <laughs> you have a dick measuring contest in the Republican uh, primary. Right. I mean, like, whenever, like, he flat out talks about his dick on stage, it's just like, ah, that's pretty much, wrap it up, you know, guys, this is, this is over, this isn't an election anymore. That's He's making dumb. dick jokes. Let's just go. <laughs> We're done. We're done here. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, yeah, Hillary is playing it smart. She's just keeping her fucking mouth shut the best she can. I mean, for the longest time, she, I think she went, like, 200 days without making an actual public press conference. All of her shit was private speeches that were being blocked by white noise generators and privacy fences. Like, uh, so she was pandering specifically to her donors, and her donors were, you know, big business. So she she played her cards right and allowed the people that you know that were strongly against her to sound like conspiracy theorists, um, and kind of pushed into that idea saying oh that's crazy why would i do that even though she was clearly fucking doing everything the conspiracy theorists said right you know the whole email scandal the whole benghazi bullshit i mean that was clear as day but for some reason her supporters were were like laughing at the people calling her out for that shit like ah you're just a conspiracy theorist like dude it happened it's news it's not like real things but no, she she just did a good job by not saying anything about it and moving forward. And anytime that happens to Trump, he embraces it. And he's like, let's talk about that. The person who said that is a fucking idiot, you know, in so many words. And, you know, that's the news story is the, 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 the colorful language that Trump used this week, you know. So she's going to win and she's going to win by a fucking landslide. Yeah. And whether you like her or hate her, I, I really have no opinion at this point because, you know, it doesn't matter anymore. Uh, she's going to win. That's my prediction. By a landslide. <laughs> yeah. I wish I could argue that. But, I mean, like, even among his own supporters, Trump's really kind of losing a substantial amount of ground. Yeah. Who the fuck cares? It doesn't matter. Uh, I, I mean, care. We're screwed anyway, either way. So I really want, I mean, like, I wanted Trump to win so that he would sign off on the Keystone Pipeline. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I wanted. But now that Hillary's going to be there, she's not going to, and it makes me very sad and upset. I don't know. It could be good for me, though, because there may be other pipelines that open up then. Yay! She's been pretty vague about her her uh, policies for EPA and all that stuff, so you never know. I mean, she does like money. <laughs> That's true, and there's not any more. There's no, let's see, oil barons are still the biggest, you know? Yep, by far. So what do you got for us, Frank? And not a whole lot going on in the video game community. Got No Man's Sky garbage up to our eyeballs. The hype train thoroughly derailed and shat all over everybody who pre-ordered. Tell us about No Man's Sky. What is it? No Man's Sky is the biggest, most expansive, single-player survival crafting game that's ever been made. It spans multiple planets and is just absolutely chalked to the brim with disappointment. What do you do in No Man's Sky? Pretty much nothing. 
I mean, you literally wander around, you cut up rocks, and then you look at critters, and you go, oh, someone's discovered that. Well, okay, I'll leave. And then you fly around, and you look at a very bright color palette, and you have all this universe to go through that doesn't do anything. So you're flying around in a spaceship. Yeah. yeah. I mean, kind of. No. I mean, then you get off, and you look at rocks, and... Ooh, yeah, and you cut it up with a laser gun, and then you you build some shit, and you kind of leave, and the, nothing's really permanent. Nothing's permanent. So it's there's no there's no story. It's pretty much an exploration game, and that's it. I mean, you they said they were saying something along the lines of it being procedurally generated, where uh, the universe is never ending. So every time you reach where there should be an ending, the game makes more shit. It, it is procedurally generated, and there are an infinite number of planets in a specific direction. Like, there is a center of the galaxy. So you can get to the center of the galaxy, and the point of the game, apparently, is to get to the center. Not to get away, but to get toward, to go toward. So that basically, it's almost like they were like, well, we don't want the procedure generator to work too hard. So go in where everything's already been established. Don't go out. You know. Right. So then you get to the center... And um, there have been people that have put in 16, 17 hours to get to the center of the galaxy, and they were supposed to be, like, this big. You know, uh, Sean Murray, the the director of Hello Games, saying that it was going to be this big secret, and it was going to be beautiful, and it was going to be meaningful, and then you get to the center, and there is a li- there's literally, you can't even go to the center, it just has a little star, and then you click on it, and it says, this is the center of the galaxy, there is nothing here. And then it zooms out and it shows all the other planets that are presently there. Roll credits. Whoopsie. <laughs> fucking doodah. <laughs> so glad I wasted 17 goddamn hours on this fucking game. And $60. No way, I won't pay that. $60 for that game. You know what's you know what there's another there are other randomly generated survival games that you can play that you would get more value out of, like Rust. Because there are dicks everywhere in that game. <laughs> Tons of dicks, you know, of varying sizes. And at least at least there, there's actually other people. Like, you know, No Man's Sky director Sean Murray really hinted that there would be multiplayer, basically. He actually he basically said that there was going to be multiplayer, but it would be unlikely that you would find anyone uh, in the galaxy because of how expansive it is. You actually can't find anyone. They had two streamers that were actually standing on the same planet in the same spot, and they couldn't see each other. So it is a legit single-player game. The thing I don't like about what they did with No Man's Sky is when they were announcing uh, their game release, they said that there was going to be multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Then they waffled on it. They said, well, you might see a player or two. Right. In the galaxy, you might see a player or two. And it's like, you made a huge universe that your own creators said, we don't even remember what we put into it. That's how big it is. Right. You have a sandbox at that point that you basically established. Why would you not make that a multiplayer platform and just have it on one server? You could throw everybody in the same server at that point. I mean, if, if not that, I mean, even do something like, you know, even like Rust does, I hate bringing up Rust because it's not even close, but like, you know, you have you can have your own private server and have the game run and then invite your friends and use that server and everybody plays on the game. You know, I mean, like, even if you did that, where it's like you have the game 
and then you've got three or four people in it, and then you guys can explore the universe in one ship. That'd be fantastic. That'd be cool as shit. But, like, most of the stuff that they promised that was going to be in the game isn't in the game. There are They're really getting called out right now on... Uh, they've got huge... Um, cut reels of game footage that were not representative of the final product at all. There were supposed to be a faction system that's not in the game at all. There are supposed to be a lot of different quests that never made it, uh, different aliens and shit like that that have never appeared, uh, AI system that was never implemented. I mean, it, the, the, amount of, the amount of things that didn't make it into the game is rather staggering for what was promised. This has so. all, all the makings for, it sounds like somebody started this project and something terribly went wrong to where they just said, okay, well, we had this, this, X, Y, and Z getting ready to get planned to put in this game. But because of due circumstances, we got to cut it off. So just wrap it up and publish it. See, here's the thing. It, it, feels, like a, it feels like a broken, a not finished game. It, it, it isn't. It isn't finished. And that's one of the, the principal complaints is that the game really needs like a lot more time. And this game, this game studio, Hello Games, is a, is a small independent studio from the UK. And this is their only game that they're working on right now. It's not like, you know, you've got a studio that like like Santa Monica that that's like, you know, they're working on six different games. And so, like, you know, they kind of got crisscrossed and they had issues with resources or whatever. This is the only game that these guys are working on. And they've had a huge amount of money that they've been able to pour into it. And they've they said that they've met all their milestones, all their goals, everything else. So then it's like whenever they release it and then they, they look back at the, the the E3 footage from everything else, all the Spike TV bullshit that they did. And they talk about all the things that are going to be in No Man's Sky and you're like, None of that's in the game. None of that is representative of the final product. Even graphically, it's not representative of the final product. So this game literally is just like, to me, it was one of the biggest shyster moves like in history. It, it's a, it was a huge bait and switch. Absolutely incomplete. huge. Incomplete. Yeah. It sounds a lot like uh, my final project in my programming class in college. Um, basically, we had a deadline, and we were learning C++. And I, I built a text-based role-playing game. Um, I was in the lab working on it two hours before the presentation, and it was buggy as shit. And my, my goal in those last couple of hours was fixing some of the bugs to where I can actually present the game to where I know where the bugs are and I know how to avoid them. So I get in front of the class, go to present my, my game, and... Uh, <laughs> I'm just praying that nobody asks me, what's option five for? I'm like, don't worry about option five. That <laughs> shit's broke. <laughs> you know, like I, it looked great on paper. It looked great when I showed the presentation, but if you actually got into it and played it, it would crash left and right. But I ended up getting an A on that presentation because it worked for what I showed it for, you know? <laughs> that's, and that's, you know, just me learning C++ on the fly and mm-hmm. making a making a game to present for a final project. This is a fucking giant, well not really a giant. This is a giant project and they had, yeah. you know, a long timeline and a deadline they set on their own. Right. Uh <laughs> and it was what was it primarily crowdfunded? It was I know that it was I know there's a lot of crowdfunding and then they got then they got um, publishers. Okay. So they got money from the public and from, you know, publishers. Right, they're, they're already they're, good to go. they're already paid basically. Yeah, and then yeah. they're going to get paid off of game sales, mm-hmm. so so they can pay back their investors and whatnot. Um, Sixty dollars for the damn game, 
and you're <laughs> at this point you can't cross your fingers and say I hope people don't find out about my shitty product. You're going out, you know, fucking dick out and everything saying, "Hey, this game is badass. Play it." <laughs> and then you fucking run for the hills. <laughs> like have, have, have they made a statement on it or anything? Uh, well, no. I mean, the, to them, the game is a success. Okay. I mean, like, commercially, the game is a success. Like, critically, it is an absolute disaster. I mean, it's a train wreck from one end to the other. But the weird part is that the community on it is so fervent, like, in, in both directions. Like, it's basically been, like, you know, uh, uh, Jason Schreier from Kotaku, all he did before the game came out, he made a, he made a statement that it was going to be pushed back just a little bit, like two months. And the community were literally sending him death threats for lying about No Man's Sky being pushed back. Death threats. And then um, Sean Murray confirmed that it was going to be pushed back, and they started sending him death threats. Like, he's the guy making the game. Why would you send him death threats? <laughs> I mean, like, no, you send him death threats now because he's a shyster. But I mean, like, you know, fucking like just reporting on the news. Like if you report anything on No Man's Sky and if it was negative, the the, the No Man's Sky community would just obliterate you. Like, <laughs> they would just they, they would dox you and they would death threat you. I mean, like they were horrible. I've never seen that before. It's actually becoming more normal. Um, I know. And that's awful. It's very awful. Everybody like. I want to say it all, not all of it, but a primary spot it stems from is 4chan. Oh, yeah. Um, they all, all those fucking kids band together. I mean, they did it with uh, Overwatch. <laughs> they did it with yeah. Suicide Squad. Uh, oh, my God. I mean, like, if you disagree with them, they band together like a bunch of fucking nerdy thugs. <laughs> and uh, they try and really just kind of ruin your day, you know? Yeah, I'm like, I'm a, I'm a, he, he said a thing I didn't like, I'm going to get him. Hold on, Mom, hold my shake. It's Open like, the curtains. I need light for this. I'm, I'm sure my fury. I'm sure they would do drive-bys if they could. But, you know, if they could get out of the house. If they had a license to drive and, you know, <laughs> had a if car. If anyone who had a gun. Actually get out of the basement. Yeah. outside. <laughs> But I mean, like, if you open up the door or crack the windows, they like like Nosferatu and just. <laughs> yeah, well, let's wrap uh, it up. In other news, hold on, I got one more. I got okay. one more video game thing. The other thing is, is really brief. Uh, a community in Tampa for Destiny Community Con uh, raised five hundred thousand dollars for St. Jude's. That's very nice. It was even nice. da- donated to by Bungie CEO Pete Parsons gave $2,000. That's according to Kotaku. Very nice. I've always liked Bungie. They've always put out good quality stuff. No, but yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Bungie, Destiny, no. Oh, no. yeah, I forgot they did Destiny. I mean, yeah, that's, well, I mean, that is what we're talking about, but yeah, no, they, they, did, they were not good. No, nah, I mean... Destiny, not a good game. But all, the Halo series is good. And the, their original game, Marathon... Very good. If you ever played Never it. played Marathon. It was pretty good. It was a nice uh, Duke Nukem slash Doom alternative. They uh they made they made a an RTS game that I love called Myth. Myth one, two, and three. Yeah. I loved them. Just real quick before we wrap it up from the time that we started this podcast till now. I'm now getting reports that um Colin Kaepernick is receiving death threats. <laughs> <laughs> from the kids <laughs> zero shot from the americans <laughs> yep 
Um, from not that, his people, apparently. On, on his Twitter feed, there's people telling him maybe he should go back to Africa and play in their league <gasps> of football. Do they have or, a football league? Or is it just trying not I to get your arms cut off? I don't know, um, but there's a lot of hate. There's a lot of N-bombs dropping. Um, <laughs> there's It's unbelievable what's on his Twitter feed right now. We hope that you tear your ACL next season because you don't be- you don't deserve to play in this country. Get the fuck out! I mean, this shit is it gets deep. Well, they're not wrong. <laughs> you know, they're very vividly uh, explaining their feelings towards him. While we were while we were talking, I I did I did uh, check out the Twitter feed, and um, they are dropping a substantial amount of end bombs. Pretty much every every tweet has an end bomb in it. It looks like they're carpet bombing Zaire, so you know, <laughs> it's bad. Oh my god! But wow. totally justified, you know. Wrap us up, Neil. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's get us out of here before we get involved. We gotta take We're talking about more things like patriotism. Yeah, we gotta take shelter. This one's getting too deep. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for listening, everyone. If you like what you heard, please uh, subscribe, rate, send us a comment, uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. And if you really like what you heard, uh, go ahead and donate to us on our Patreon. And uh, the more money we get the less likely we're going to be putting out a product like No Man's Sky. <laughs> you know? He <Wow>. said <laughs> it. Burn! <laughs> uh, we'll be having a new podcast here pretty soon after this one, so uh, stay tuned. But until then, see you later. Bye!